Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequeno, your champ, that champion. I'm joined by my intangible co-host, as always, your Quizomania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Hi, Tempest. Boom. Hello. <laughs> the boom. The boom. <laughs> Didn't get to see the boom on this show. I was a no. little disappointed. I no, wanted. I wanted. Yes. Did someone say boom? <laughs> I want it. I want it bad. But yeah, we were just saying before we went on, you and I together talking about a good show is special. It's so special because obviously we talk about Rampage on the Saturday shows now, but that's a very like rushed part of the show. And we don't really talk about it for because I could talk about that for a full hour if we had the time. Uh, And also because it's an hour show, more often than not, it's just like, here's some matches. They are good. Thumbs up. That's the show. That's the show. Whereas, like, Dynamite is like, oh my god, there's so much happening. Here's all these stories. Here's all these other things that are happening. Um, so, yeah, now we get to talk about the full the full experience. And, oh my god, if you guys have been listening to me for the last, like, probably few months at this point, and you're getting a bit tired of me being negative all the time, boy howdy, this show, I don't think I'm going to be negative at all. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I have anything negative to say about this show. So this is going to be a very happy show. This is going to be a positive show. I can't wait. I g- genuinely, I've been in such a good mood today. After watching the show this morning, I was like, I forgot how good wrestling was. Um, and then I saw this, and now I'm now I'm really happy. And I get to, I get to talk about it. And I was like, oh my god, I do like this job because I get to talk about really good wrestling. Thank God. Uh Oh, it was good. I, it was so we, needed. When 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 Ollie and Luke get back, let's just give them an XT. Let's <laughs> just hold please? on to this one. <laughs> let's hold on to this one, and they can review that. I, I said it in the uh, in the edited review today. I was just like, "What a show from start to finish! So much amazing stuff on the show." Blah blah blah. blah. Easy spoilers. Easy five out of five for this one. Amazing show. Please let me review AEW every week. <laughs> 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 Which 
I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, you know, Ollie, Ollie loves his AEW, and I don't blame him for that. So I, I think he's probably going to hold on to that. Even though he's my manservant, he's still the boss of this company. And I, the, the, the rules, I think, of his manservantness, I don't think we fully fleshed them out. So I don't really know where the limit is of what I can make him do. Because a lot of people have just been like, well, just make him review SmackDown on Saturdays. I'm like, yeah, but that means I have to force the boss of the company to work Saturdays. And I don't know if he's going to like that. I still want to be paid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just have him have him hand over control of the entire company while you're at it. You know what? That's perfect. Yeah, let's swap wages. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah, that's perfect. Let's just do that for a bit. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited to get into the show. Let, let's just get into it right now. And let's not wait any longer. Where uh, we're going to be talking about spoilers for the show. I mean, you probably would have seen the title of the podcast episode when you clicked on it, but oh my god, Hangman's back! Ah! And he won! And it's going to be Hangman versus Omega! Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, let's let, let's talk about that. And I'll just try not to just happy scream the entire episode. Can't promise it, but let's try it. Here we go. Let's talk about it. Oh my god, it's Hangman! Hangman's back, Tempest! Oh my yeah. god! Hangman Page! He's back and he did the thing and he won it! It's Omega versus Page! Ah! Sorry, I get I got quite excited about this show. Hey, welcome to the Rest Stop Podcast Review of AW <laughs> Anniversary Show. Uh, I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your jam that champion. I'm joined by my intangible co-host. The one and only Tempest the Wrestler, your Quizlemania champion, L.I.W. taking over because Luke is still on paternity leave and Ollie's on holiday. So we're here to review AEW instead. And hot damn, what a show this was. I'm <laughs> so excited to talk about this show, Tempest. It's such a lovely change of pace. I cannot wait to get into this. Send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support because we're going to be going through all of them that are over five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. But we're going to start by talking about the main event of this show, which was the casino ladder match. The winner gets an AEW world title shot. And it was John Moxley, Lance Archer, Orange Cassidy, uh, Matt Hardy, Pac and Andrade and the Joker uh, going into this match. This match was amazing <laughs> this match was so much fun uh so it started off with orange cassidy and pack and immediately i was like oh yeah they had that really good match that one time um there's awesome. been a long enough period here where there is now lore in yes. aew there's yes. now old rivalries uh this is cool it's awesome, you get to do callbacks really cool. to things that uh -huh. happened like a year and a half ago I know! It's crazy. Um, so yeah, so we had Orange Cassidy and Pac to start this match off. The next person in after that was Andrade, who came in <laughs> and pretty much immediately hit a Sunset Flip powerbomb off ladder in the ring and I went, oh god, it's going to be this kind of match. <laughs> oh god, and it awesome. sure was too. There were a few mm -hmm. moments where I thought people were going to die. <laughs> but like, that, that, like, it was a good match before with um, Orange Cassidy and Pac. Then when Andrade came in, hit that sunset foot powerball, that set the pace for the rest of the match. And that pace was really, really fast. And it didn't slow down. And it was awesome. Uh, so then they carried on being awesome in the ring. Matt Hardy came out. And of course, like, 
I've not been a huge fan of Matt Hardy in AEW. I don't particularly have that much interest in seeing him wrestle in AEW that much anymore. I'd much rather see him in a managerial role, which is more what he's doing now anyway. For him in this match, just him setting up a ladder, I was like, it's cool though, isn't it? Like the historical significance of that, as it's a neat moment, that, isn't it? Um, cool. So him being Pretty as cool. part of the ladder match was good fun. You know, it was all really good. Uh, they went to a picture-in-picture ad break. Match didn't stop. Uh, Lance Archer came out. Everybody died. <laughs> you know, as the theme song says, that all carried on. Moxley came out. And everything. I'm, I'm going through the bullet points of this match because there were like a million spots in between the start and this point of the match. But we don't literally don't have the time to list them all. It's just so much fun. And then Moxley came out. Awesome. And then it got down to the Joker. And there was a gigantic gigantic pop because it was the return of hangman adam page came up to a huge reaction came down and ran wild in the ring oh my god so much fun i was worried that when he went away and we had all these new signings coming in of punk and danielson and cole and even like in the women's division of ruby soho and all that stuff like we got all these new stars to promote and all that stuff i was wondering that maybe hangman will slip by the wayside a little bit but he came back here mega star reaction and i was like my faith has been restored i'm super into this again <laughs> this is great i love all of this um yeah yeah also tempest made a specific note of this one he did a fall away slam onto a ladder on orange cassidy oh it was good wasn't it <laughs> best match ever best match ever love it five out of five easy five out of five match <laughs> oh it makes me so happy Genuinely, I think Hangman Page is my favorite wrestler currently. Like, if I had to pick one, I think with the storyline that he has had over the last two years, I think he's my favorite guy. So to see him back, I'm just excited, you know? The last mm -hmm. few weeks, the last couple months of, of Dynamite shows have all been fantastic. So it's not like they've been, you know... It's not like he's been sorely missed because they've still been doing well, but I still miss my cowboy. I love yeah. watching this guy wrestle, and I love this storyline. <laughs> Genuinely, I think it's the best wrestling storyline that has been going on on week-to-week -week television in, like, a decade plus. I absolutely love the Hangman Page and Elite storyline. And I think it's interesting because the way that I had it all mapped out in my mind... I didn't have him winning at full gear or something like that, but now I don't know how you could have him not. So I'm like, is this the right. time? Are we going to get Hangman Page as AEW World Champion? See, I think... All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, because just want to first talk about... Dead Eye Through the Table on Pat. Oh, yeah. He died. Like, Pat... Oh, it was it was rough. Hangman was lying on a table. Pac uh, set up a table in the corner to do a move off of it. Andrade distracted him. Pac kicked uh, Andrade off the side, who fell onto a ladder on the outside. Oh, it looked like he died. Ow. It was the worst uh, thing I'd ever seen. That <laughs> was genuinely... That was the worst thing i ever seen. Until like 10 seconds later, when Hangman climbs up the ladder, <laughs> grabs Pac, and does a dead eye off the ladder through a table. Oh my... It looked amazing. So, so good. So many spots back and forth. My notes get very, very erratic here because I'm just typing <laughs> frantically, just being like, oh my God, so many things happening. There's like a paradigm shift the page. Then Matt Hardy does a leg drop off a ladder to Orange Castle oh, on the outside. Matt, which is awesome. Your oh. hips. You don't oh, need to so be good. doing a leg drop off of a ladder anymore, Matt. I know. 
but it was so cool anyway. And then like he, uh, he hits a uh, Adam Page comes back, hits a buckshot in the ring. Mox come back in with a chair, and it's just Hangman and Moxley just hammering away at each other on the top of the ladder. And Moxley falls off, and Hangman's there, and he gets the chip, and Hangman wins. And I was like, Hangman! Oh God, it made me so emotionally invested in this, and with a brilliant payoff, Hangman wins. I've just just looked over at my notes. It's like Moxley drops Hangman, then all in capitals. Hangman, <laughs> loads of exclamation marks. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's gonna be Hangman versus Kenny Omega, and like you were saying, it's probably gonna be at full gear because it's only like a month away now. It's full gear, so they've got a month to build to this to like reignite that electric feud they were having. The slow build is now gonna culminate to the climax of this feud. You've got to have Hangman win at Full Gear, right? And then you can have, you can continue the Danielson-Omega feud and have Danielson versus Omega not for the title, but to prove who's the best wrestler in the world at Revolution, right? Like, that's that's got to be the, the story, right? Could well be. Could well be. Because, I mean, before, before Hangman had to take some time off, I had it in my mind that Hangman would face Omega at All Out and lose. And mm. then come back and win at like Revolution or something. Sure. That was kind of the timeline that I had mapped out for my own fantasy booking. But then obviously Hangman needed to take some time off. And I felt like him losing that 10 man tag kind of just took the place of losing a first title match. You still mm-hmm. got the he came close and now he failed and he disappointed the Dark Order in his mind and has to go away and stuff like that. Now. It'll be his first time challenging for the title, you know, challenging Kenny for the title. And I'm like, hmm, this could be the time. This could be where you do it. But I'm not 100% certain. And that's why when I watch this match, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat, not knowing what's going to happen. Just like, oh, my God, is today the day? Is today the day? I I hope so. I would really love... Hangman Page to beat Kenny Omega one year after Kenny beat Hangman at Full Gear last year at the event that's named after Hangman Page. Dude. Love it. I may or may not be doing the live reactions for Full Gear, depending if I'm the Jam That Champion, which I will be, let's be real. If I still am, I'll be doing the live reactions for Full Gear. If Kenny Omega hits a one-winged angel, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind because I don't know if Paige is going to kick out or not. Because <laughs> he really could. Because he everyone... really could, though, Tempest. I don't know. I don't know. Because everyone's always said that he's going to be the one to kick out of the one-winged angel. It's just such a good story. And maybe... I don't know. This is, oh. Everything about it just tickles my fancy. Right. You know? Yeah. Like... It just gets my creative juices flowing. And I'm so excited. You start thinking of possibilities. And I, I had somebody uh, the other day on Twitter ask me, like, if I could try and, like, come up with ideas for, for ways to, to make NXT better and stuff and the storyline. So I was like, I don't want to go down a long line of thinking about that because it doesn't matter. I will go down a long line of thinking with AEW fantasy booking because I was like, it's fun to think about. It's like the same way that people would go and and try and come up with theories for Game of Thrones and everything back in the mm. day, you know, where it's like you're just invested in a story and you you know that whatever they come up with is going to be better than what you come up with, right? 
So you thought for Game of Thrones. But with AEW, I still have that faith. I'm just very much looking forward to this match now. Dude, yeah. Oh, such a great end to this anniversary episode. Hangman's back. He's back. It's Hangman versus Omega, probably at full gear. It's just... This is how you send a crowd home happy and the fans home happy. This was a brilliant way to cap off what was an amazing episode, I thought. And it was it was so apt for the anniversary episode. There were so many points on the show that hit that kind of like, hey, nostalgia, it's been like two years. This is really cool. This is like a two years of AEW celebration. And let's look forward to the future at the same mm-hmm. time. This was a, a brilliant way to cap this off. What a main event. What a main event. What a main event. Love this. Absolutely love this. Uh, easy five out of five main event. And spoilers... It's a five out of five show. I don't don't think that's surprising. Let's be real. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But let's see what you guys think of it. Let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Make sure to send those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And we're going to read out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. For those who are just joining, by the way, and are wondering, where the hell's Ollie and Luke? They normally do AEW Dynamite. Luke is still on paternity leave. Congratulations to him, obviously. And Ollie is on holiday. He's on his holiday. Just going to let that one hang. Uh-uh. He's on a holiday. So we're stepping in instead. 
L-A-W, etc. Charles Berg says, I'm so happy the Hangman saga continues. Wrestling's best story in a long time. I think Black uh, broke armed Anderson's brain. (laughs) I know Cody says he won't be healed, but that's a perfect character. The hero that is so determined to be loved, they turn villainous. Yeah, totally. Like, I I said this in my editor brief. We'll talk about it more in a little bit when we talk about the segment. But the character arc that Cody's going to go on now that they've seemingly set up here could totally be a babyface thing or it could totally be a heel thing. I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see where it's going to go. Me too. Me too. I love Cody. I I know. I keep saying that's like a, a, a unpopular opinion now mm. to, to be a fan of Cody Rhodes. But I really like Cody Rhodes. And I think whatever he ends up doing in all of this is going to be just another highlight of his career. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, female smart says uh, hangman made the crowd boom mocks that's how over he is that's insane i really hope those two get to feud one day they both feel like they're at center of aew spirits but in very different ways that's a really good way to put it yeah mm-hmm. they really are i i agree and it was fun to kind of see them interact in this match and you just kind of go oh yeah these two haven't had a rivalry yet you know mm-hmm. like every once in a while like all the different combinations of guys in this match you know, a lot of them were stuff that we'd seen before, like, you know, Hangman and Pack, and Pack and Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, all these different combinations where you've kind of seen a lot of this before, but then you get a new one and you're like, oh, I like that. Mm, yeah, exactly. Mitchell Johnson says, uh, good morning, gents. If we are still assuming that Hangman is who takes the belt from Kenny, who would you all like his first proper feud to be with? Do you think they should immediately move away from the elite in the title picture? Hashtag JTJ. Hashtag Chopper for life. You might as well say LIW for life. We're both here. Come on now. I appreciate it, but come on. Include Tempest too. Um, I don't know. Genuinely haven't thought that far ahead because I've only thought about the title win. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing... Uh, I don't know. I don't know who would be like a good... The thing with AEW is that it's really hard to think of like who should be the first proper feud because there's going to be a lot of like... The way AEW does things is they're going to build to the next pay-per-view way down in uh, Revolution, right? But in between, you can have a load of really fun stuff with some other people that you wouldn't really expect. Some people kind of going up to the the top that you wouldn't expect to be there. The first, like the next big pay-per-view match for Hangman... I don't know. Maybe someone like uh Oh, I don't know. Maybe Miro. But I, I don't know if I'd want Miro to lose that. And I wouldn't want a Hangman to lose it for sure. It would have to be someone that a Hangman could beat at Revolution, I'd think. So I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah, it could it could really be just about anybody, you know? Because if Hangman's gonna be this next huge megastar, then he should be beating a lot of these guys that you still mm. don't want to lose. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of like, okay, well, who's going to be the person to take the title off of Hangman so you keep them strong and don't have them lose? Yeah. I could see it being like Adam Cole, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. like Adam Cole against Hangman Page for the title and then Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson one-on-one in the main event, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'd love that, but I... I think I'm way too biased because I I love Adam Cole so much. He is now he is now my favorite wrestler in the world, and I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. Damn it, he's amazing. Um, I personally wouldn't. I want him the first time he goes for the world title. I'd want him to win personally. That's maybe that's yeah. just me being biased. Maybe that's me being overprotective of Adam Cole. I don't know, but I I don't I don't think he should lose a world title shot 
until unless he wins it. You know, he he should he should only lose when he's dropping the title. Realistically, I think, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Whatever AEW going to do, it's probably going to be good though, isn't it? So mm-hmm. you know, whatever doesn't matter. You have to think about it because it would be going to be good. You're going to enjoy it. Um, we'll do a couple more and then we'll get into the rest of them later. Uh, Keith Lloyd says, uh, my fiance asked me every Wednesday and Friday if Paige was coming back while wearing her hangman can ride me shirt. <laughs> she looked like she looked like Ollie when Punk returned, crying tears of joy and looking the happiest I've ever seen her. Should I be concerned? <laughs> jam that jam. Um, maybe. <laughs> he is married, so I don't think yeah. that you have to worry, but <laughs> if he wasn't, yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, we'll do one more here, and then we'll get into the rest later. Hippo721 says, uh, we need AEW to make a comprehensive promotional video package of all page slash Omega story beats and full matches, including being being the elite bits with Dark Order and the elite in chronological order would watch a hundred times. I get the feeling they genuinely might be too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot a of lot. detail. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, but I do think Something that I think, uh, just on that point before we move on to the rest of the show, something that I do think AEW should do now, if they are building to this match at full gear, if that's where it's going to happen, I think now in these four weeks, there's been so much subtle storytelling of this really long-term, like, really, like, well-told, subtle story for ages. This is when it needs to be overt you need to be saying all the stuff that you've teased beforehand this is when it all needs to come up in promos and video packages and you highlight how amazing the story has been and you 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 don't run it into the ground obviously but this is when you make all of the stuff that was teased before and stuff that people might not have picked up on and people that don't you know hyper analyze the shows like we do <laughs> um <laughs> the, the things that people might not have picked up on you highlight all of it and build to the big climax at full gear that, that's what I think the next four weeks need to be, or five weeks, however long it is, till full gear. It's the 13th, right? I think how long so. We've got. That sounds about right. The next month-ish that we've got, you need to be built, rebuilding this feud, because obviously it's been on the back burner for a while while Hangman's been off. You've you've got all the foundation. You've done all the foundation for this feud. Now you just need to build on that and just hype it up to the climax. And make it more overt now than it has ever been before. I think that's what they need to do now. I'm excited. I, I concur. Yes. I'm so excited. Can't wait for full gear if that's where it's going to happen. Let's start with this show because the AEW Dynamite anniversary show kicked off with the Super Elite versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, and Brian Dennison in an eight-man tag. Oh my god, what fun. <laughs> what a party this, this was. Oh, goodness me, this was so much fun. The show was bookended by this eight-man tag and the casino ladder match. You, you can't get much better. Genuinely, you cannot get much better than that. How they have so much star power to have an eight-man match and a seven-man match on the start and end of the show, and all of them feel like big deals. That's nuts. How do you do that, AEW? You've done so well. Um, but this match was great because it got straight into the action. Like all of them were already in the ring when the show when the show goes on the air. They're all ready to go. Within the first minute, the bell's already rung. You know, they're straight into it. This went 20 minutes. 
and this like the the big turning point in this match they did an indie taker to christian cage on the outside which literally like, wrote him out for the rest of the match sold it great like you know the the referees and he's going over him to check on him and all that stuff was awesome that's how the momentum completely shifted and after that obviously nothing against christian but that was the turning point of this match and after that this match was absolutely outstanding like the pacing of it all the spots that were there the back and forth danielson's hot tag getting in the cow mutilation for nick jackson to break it up with a swan song getting the cow mutilation on omega and like nick jackson having to break it up like their stare down getting into their like uh the you know the striking blows back and forth was awesome so 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 cool and it just ended with a four-on-one assault of jungle boy at the end big move big move big move big move and they did a bce trigger with all four of them bang jungle boys down and the super elite get the win oh my god what a fun match yeah it was a shame when they badly botched that power bomb spot on luchasaurus you know because i was saying like a week ago that in a match with someone like miro it doesn't need to be clean and crisp and precise you know being a big monster you can just kind of you know be a a bear and and throw your weight around it could be an ugly fight and then it doesn't quite apply for people like the super elite and i still kind of feel this way where if they had hit that mega four person power bomb or whatever i think this match would have been like five stars unbelievable out of this world and it was still great but you can tell that that move happened and it kind of sucked the wind out of the crowd a little bit there's like oh but that being said, that was like the one little negative of the entire match. The rest of everything was just unbelievable. Just fantastic. I think the moral of the story is just don't try and powerbomb the biggest guy in the match. They don't go up yeah. very easily. That's true. But there are four of them. So you think they yeah. can make it work. But hey-ho. Yeah. Um, but regardless, oh my god. So much fun. A great, great way to kick it off. Adam Cole got the pin in the end. Uh, great. Loved it. My, I mentioned this in the edited review as well. My personal nitpick, I know this isn't an actual nitpick of the match, this is just me loving Adam Cole too much, uh, is I would have liked Adam Cole to have more to do because in this match it felt like he was there to get worked over and then occasionally he hit like a super kick and then he hit some big moves at the end and then that was it. And it was like, well, if he could have done more, because I, I feel like he's, you know, world title contender when it's not Omega as champion or maybe they want to tell that, that dissension story, whatever. But like... I don't know. I, I, I just feel like he should be protected a bit more than he's being because he kind of just gets worked over a lot. It's, I don't know. You've got the Young Bucks right there who aren't singles wrestlers. You've got the excuse to, you know, maybe have them not be as good one-on-one. I don't know. I just I just like Adam Cole a lot. I just want him to mm-hmm. be protected. He's my baby. He's my baby, you could say. Yeah, he said Adam baby. Cole, baby, instead of he doing sure a dive. That was very funny. And also the... Um, <laughs> the crowd were great tonight, by the way, in Philadelphia. The Young Bucks doing the running off the rope spot and kissing Adam Cole on the cheeks, and then the crowd started shouting holy S-word at it. <laughs> Everyone's in on the joke. I love it. It's great. Um, John Moxie cut a video promo backstage uh, and says he has a three-month-old a three month old at home, and she's insane! I'm sure children sound wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> And him just saying how, you know, he's going to win. It, no one can pin him or submit him in this company. He wants to get his title back. Good. Good stuff. I am curious to uh, see what he, he does after all this, you know? And, dude, I was thinking about this the other day. Moxley has obviously not been in that main event scene since he lost the title, right? He hasn't been, you know, around the world title basically since he lost the belt. But I don't think he's ever not felt like a big deal. Yeah. 
even if he's gone slightly down the card, you know, because he was doing the, the tag team and stuff with Eddie Kingston and all that jazz. Like, but like, he's he's never not felt like a main event star. Even if he's not in the main event, he's still a main event level star. And him saying, I want my title back. Everyone goes, yeah, I can buy that. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, why are you going for the title? Like you had, you've been losing lots or, you know, whatever. Like they, they protect all their top stars so, so well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a testament to how well booked the company is, genuinely. It's amazing. Love it. Um, Absolutely love it. Then we got CM Punk coming out to cut a promo, uh, basically talking about his history with Philadelphia, how much he loves the city. Awesome. Uh, and then it, eventually he issued a challenge for Rampage for Daniel Garcia. What a brilliant choice. What a brilliant choice for Daniel Garcia to wrestle CM Punk. Another guy who's going to benefit greatly from wrestling a guy like Punk. Another young talent that Punk's going to work with. Hopefully elevate them up in, in time. Punk gets to wrestle in front of a Philadelphia crowd. This was great. And also Punk gave away his shoes to a kid dressed as Orange Cassidy. Oh, Nice. Just warm my heart, why don't you? Right, I know, right? Yeah, so it good. was. So it, it's still, it's still happy-go-lucky punk, which I, I don't have too much of a problem with. You know, he, he's very happy to come out there and and be like, "I'm back," and everyone goes, "Yay!" Yeah, and that's just that's kind of been the deal for a while now. And the closest we got to like the fiery, angry CM Punk promo was the promo on Hobbs uh, a week or two ago, and that was that was good. That was good. I just think I prefer those promos to these ones. It's all good, obviously, but I'm really excited for when CM Punk gets into his first like blood feud and really needs to unleash on somebody. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be the promos where I'm just like licking my chops and being like, "Okay, now we're going to get right into the good stuff." Mm-hmm. And I know some people are probably going to be getting a bit tired of the CM Punk coming out and just going, hey, hey, I'm CM Punk and I'm wrestling again. And I understand that. For me personally, he's just so genuine with his love of being back. I, I can't help but smile whenever he's whenever he's talking about it. I'm like, man, it's just so lovely to see someone who cares about this industry back where he wants to be. And he, he, he's just happy to be there. And you can tell it. It's infectious. And it makes me happy just seeing him happy. I just, I love it. It's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not bored of it at all yet. I can yeah. totally see I'm, it for I'm a while longer. Very happy to see him happy. He deserves <laughs> to be happy. Yeah. After everything does, that's yeah. happened. And also, yeah, he's such a good baby face right now. It's going to hurt so much when he turns heel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I don't want it to happen right away, but when he does, oh man, it's going to sting. It's going to be real bad. Um, after that, we got, we got a video promo with, Arn Anderson and Cody. This I thought was very interesting. One, this it was hilarious awesome. because I think Arn Anderson has gone insane. <laughs> yep. just, he just turned up at Cody's house with like a fire. <laughs> and Cody's like, wait, Arn, what are you doing here? Just like comes out of his house like, Arn, what are you going to shoot me? And it's like, just said that straight up to Arn. I was like, this is great already. Arn, it, it seems like he's just like an old guy who's just rambling now to, to Cody. Like, oh, you need to get better at the wrestling. Stop with the reality. You know, I'll, I'll teach you how to do that. Give me your tie. And Cody's like, I don't want to give you my tie. And he's like, give me your tie. He's like, okay. <laughs> just like, he's just a weird old man. He burned Cody's suit jacket. He's like, man, that was an expensive suit jacket. Matt, what are you doing, Arn? <laughs> um, but the, the, the point of this promo was Arn saying, you've lost your way as a wrestler. 
you are not succeeding as a wrestler right now. You're too focused on your reality TV and your successes outside of wrestling. I'm happy for you for your successes outside wrestling, but as a wrestler, you're struggling right now. Why don't you go ahead and paint a star on your face? That'll make everything better, right? Ooh, he talked about Stardust. Um, Good little line. And uh, Cody eventually then hands over the tie, lets him burn it, and it kind of seems like Cody is starting to agree with Arn Anderson. So maybe Cody needs to refocus as a wrestler. Where's that going to go? Is it a babyface story? Is it Cody being like, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to hit my training again. I'm going to get back to it. I'm just going to start racking up some wins in AEW, and I'm going to be really good about it. Or is he going to be too obsessed with getting back to where he is, and he's going to be a heel doing it? I don't know. I'm excited, though. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume that he keeps saying that he doesn't want to go heel, which is like, I feel like at some point that's him working it into the storyline where he's just like refusing to turn heel that are going to, it's going to get people to dislike him more. And I think like, yeah, if that, if that works, let's go with it. Because Mm -hmm. right now I think they're booing him too much to do anything but turn heel. Right. You know, I don't I mean, see him working out as a babyface for this crowd right now. I love yeah. him as a babyface. I think he's been one of the better babyfaces that they've had, especially at the launch of AEW, cutting those promos on Chris Jericho and everything. That's still some of my favorite work that they've ever done. But right now, they want him to be heel. So, got to give the people what they want. I mean, I feel like Cody has the talent and AEW has the booking to tell a good babyface story. It's just whether people will be receptive to it if that's the direction they want to go. I would personally prefer he goes the heel route and tries too hard. Maybe he loses to someone he doesn't expect to lose to, an unknown name, you know, or or you know, a, a younger talent that could do with getting a win, you know, so someone who's not not an established name in AEW but gets like a shock win over Cody. And Cody's like, uh-oh, uh, <laughs> this this isn't right. I'm not supposed to be losing to this kind of guy. And he's like, no, that's fine. I can I can I can do it. I'll just I'll just regroup. And he loses again. He's like, wait a wait wait a tick. And then he starts doing underhanded tactics because he's just desperate to get back to the winning ways again. I could totally see it. I could totally see that working. I don't know, but I'm very curious to see where it's going to go. I thought this was a great job in setting up the future character arc of Cody, and that's what the segment was designed to do. Thumbs up. Loved it. After that, TNT Championship match of Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish. Yeah. Who'd have thought when Sammy won the title, this would be his first opponent? If you'd have pit, if you'd have thought Bobby Fish would have been Sammy Guevara's first opponent, you must have been psychic because no one would have seen this one coming. Good little video package for Bobby Fish as well. For those who wouldn't have been aware of who or what he's done. Good little video package just saying his history, where he's been, the titles he's won, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then they had a pretty good match. I really enjoyed it. Bobby Fish, it's probably the best singles match I've ever seen from him. It was great, because I haven't seen that many singles matches from him, I'll be honest. But, you know, yeah. this was the yeah, best this... And I love that they had the old music. They've got the old Red Dragon music. Oh! Love it. Love that touch. And I love that now we're in an era where we can do stuff like that. You know, take the music, like when Christian showed up and he had his old impact music. Love that sort of thing. I thought this match was great. 
Yeah, I thought that they could have possibly given Sammy a little bit more. You know, it did feel like Bobby kind of controlled the the pace of the match for the whole way through, and then Sammy just caught him with the the go to hell, and then that's it. Which I get it. It's a different kind of dynamic. Maybe I've just been watching so many Miro matches for the TNT title as of late that seeing the champion be the underdog instead is just like, oh, it's so different. I need to take mm-hmm. a minute to adjust to it. But uh, I really love the the match itself. Bobby Fish, I said last week, is like the perfect kind of like opening match singles wrestler kind of guy. Like on that same tier as like a Frankie Kazarian, where I mm-hmm. don't think I'd ever need to see them be like world champion or anything. But they're just excellent at going out there and having a really solid, great match when you need them to. And now, Bobby Fish is all elite. We got half of the group over here. It's very exciting. Because, again, I don't Mm. foresee him doing much more than having an occasional match on on Dynamite, but mostly wrestling on Dark. But that's a a great spot for him, you know? He Mm -hmm. gets to teach people and have wrestling matches with young guys. And he's the perfect kind of coach wrestler to me. He's absolutely someone I would want on the AEW staff to be able to teach some of the young guys. Yeah, absolutely. And it's an incredibly experienced wrestler, very tenured wrestler, who, again younger guys can wrestle against and gain that experience against him. Wonderful stuff. Really enjoyed it. And and Bobby Fish looked great in this match as well, hitting stuff like an avalanche falcon arrow. Oh, yeah. that's spicy. Uh, really cool. And yeah, he sold the go to hell really well, I thought as well. It was like a perfect sell of that move, I think. Uh, really good stuff. And then the post-match angle came in where American Top Team all came out and started assaulting Sammy Guevara after the match, which brought up Fuego del Sol, who was ineffective, but then it brought out Jericho <laughs> and Hager, who cleared the ring. Um, and then Dan Lambert uh, cut a promo uh, on Jericho. But the crowd, oh my God, the crowd. They were just singing Jericho's theme for ages. And Dan Lambert was like, can, can you hurry up? i got a promo to do here, uh, which was great. And then they were just booing him the entire time. Like so much heel heat on Dan Lambert. And he did his whole promo. Jericho then picked up the mic and said, I didn't hear a damn word you said because the crowd was too loud. It was like massive pop from the crowd. It was awesome. Um, slight technical botch because Jericho's mic stopped working, but you know, these things happen, live TV. Um, and you know, he was just saying, All I know is we're gonna kick your ass. I was like, Cool. That's all you need, really. This this was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and I like that it kept like the inner circle vibe going. They came out to save Sammy Guevara because inner circle haven't really been doing a lot of inner circle things lately. Obviously, Jericho and Hager have been together, but the rest of them kind of been a bit separate. So I like that it had that element to it as well. And it looks like we might be getting Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title, I would guess. All of which is quite exciting, I will say. This is yeah, a, a weird up. sort of deal where I don't really know where a lot of this is going to go. Like, I can't foresee a probable outcome for all of mm. this, you yeah. know? So I'm just kind of like, hmm, it makes me a little bit cautious to really get invested in the story because I can't, I just don't have an idea of what the final goal here is going to be, you know? Obviously, I would like the men of the year to get a lot of the rub of whatever mm. we're doing here. But at the same time, I'm just like, is that where we're going? Is that going to be the goal of all of this? Because I feel like more of the emphasis is being put on guys like Jorge Masvidal and the rest of the, the UFC people. And maybe, maybe that's just because it's the first week or two weeks of all of this. Maybe not. I don't know. But I would very much like to see uh, 
uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page really come out of this looking strong. I just don't know how they would do that because they've already done the Jericho and Hager match. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know either, but AEW's got a lot of goodwill with me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm willing to trust them. Give them a go. Um, And speaking of goodwill with AEW, they then had the announcement, the official announcement next of the TBS championship that had been reported for a little while, which is a secondary women's title. Um, And I thought the belt looked pretty good. I think it looks better than the women's world title because I don't really like that belt too much, I'll be honest. Interesting. Um, I, thought that, I thought this looked pretty good. I thought it was a good-looking title. They said that it's going to start with a tournament. Yes. <laughs> tournaments. Big fan. Love tournaments. Love tournaments. They're great. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, then later on in the show, we got little uh, little video promos from Thunder Rosa, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Jade Cargill, all saying why they want to be the first TBS champion. I thought that was great. A nice little touch to it. Made the championship feel important. And you get these like more established names being like, I definitely want that belt because that's like a good goal for me kind of thing. Made it feel important. The belt has like a, a similar look to the TNT title, which I think is a great shout because it's the women's TNT title, essentially. And we know how amazing the TNT champions have been as of yet. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for this. I think this is all a very good. It, this, this gives me hope for the women's division that they're going to treat their TBS champions. Well, it's not just going to be like some forgotten belt over here kind of thing. They're going to start treating their women's division. Right. And this is another, another good step. They've done a few good steps lately of their women's division. And this is another one of them. I agree. And even just listening to these uh, little vignettes, I was like, oh, man, a lot of different people could actually win this belt, you know, because as of late, I still think it should be Jade. I think Jade Cargill should be the first one. If I had to put my own money on it, that's who I would be going with. But that being said, Thunder Rosa, I think, would be a great first champion. I think getting ahead of myself here a little bit. I think that Serena Deeb would be a fantastic first champion. Like, oh my God, what a first champion she would be. And Mm -hmm. then again, you got Jade, who would be a great champion. Ruby Soho would be a great first champion. I think even Hikaru Shida would be a great first champion. There's a lot of potential here. There's Mm -hmm. so many people that would be great. And I think that just speaks to the quality that AEW's women's division has gotten to as of late. 100%. Hundred percent. I'm I'm all for this, and I think it's going to be a really good addition to the division. Uh, after that, we got Darby Allen sitting down with Jr. saying that he paints his face because fifty percent of him is dead inside. Same. Uh, <laughs> he was saying uh, about the whole stuff that MGF mentioned in the promo last week about his uncle and drink driving and all that stuff, and he said he faced de- death that day, and he's still here and fighting, and he's going to keep fighting. Despite, and that's why he doesn't get scared. That's why he, he's already faced death and come through the other side. So now he can do whatever he wants and he'll be fine, kind of thing. Cool. He then had a match against Nick Comoroto. 90% of it was in picture and picture ad break, um, <laughs> but it was fun for what it was. Um, Alan got the win relatively quickly. But, um, and this, it, that might sound like a negative, like the vast majority of the match being in picture and picture. And like it ended pretty much as soon as they came back from picture and picture. It was like, and we're back. And Alan hits the coffin drop and he wins. And that was it kind of thing. But I really like that it doesn't feel formulaic in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like it could happen at any time. Like the match could have ended in picture and picture. Like it feels like, oh, unpredictable. Like it could happen at any time kind of thing. I really like that touch to it. Um, that, yeah, it doesn't feel as scripted as other promotions do. 
I really like that touch personally. It doesn't it doesn't go to commercial with Darby Allen hitting the suicide dive and AEW Dynamite rolls on fade to black and then they sit in a headlock for two minutes and then they come back. It's like okay, we're back guys and then they fight up and then they go to the finish. No, they just keep wrestling. And yeah, uh, I watch these now on the fight app instead of on mm. TV because it means that I get to watch just the wrestling during the commercials and I don't yeah. have to sit through picture in picture. And it is very interesting where it's like, obviously you get the cues from the commentary, but otherwise I wouldn't know when they go to commercial and when they, you know, when they mm-hmm. come back just because it all feels like it flows that much more. And I really like that touch. As for like the match itself, I felt like these two guys are like they were kind of a step off from each other at, at points. Mm-hmm. I know both times that Darby went for like his up and over stunner deal. It was like, it was a little bit off, but it didn't affect my overall, you know, enjoyment of the match. I thought it was still good. It just, it, you know, it was a, a basic match in the middle of the card. Uh, and Sting hit a Scorpion death drop on QT Marshall after the match as well. Got a pop. Nice. Sting pops are always good. Uh, We then had a backstage bit with the Dark Order. They're all on the same page again, which is lovely. And uh, they were saying that Alan Angel should put the mask back on because he looks too similar to John Silver because according to the internet, he's a bald white man with a beard. They got a lot of those. I don't don't know what they're (laughs) talking about. I I don't like any of them. No one's made any comparisons with me and any members of the Dark Order before. I don't know what they're talking about. Can we get the entire Dark Order to join forces with LIW? <laughs> yes. Can we just at them on Twitter and be like, hey guys, a little proposition for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're already one big faction. Do you want to join another one? Um, yeah, be great. Uh, this was good stuff. Enjoyed it. Uh, we then had Dante Martin in the ring. He calls out the entire AEW locker room. He's like, look, I've not only had matches against Kenny Omega, but I've given them a run for their money. I'm ready to take the next step in AEW, and I'm calling out anyone. Lights go out, and I was like, you have made a mistake. It's the Dante Martin. (laughs) Spotlight comes on again. It's Malachi Black standing behind Dante Martin. Hits him with mist. Hits him with a black mask. Does he even call it the black mask anymore? I don't know. I don't uh, know. It's just a kick, right? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, and then he gets the outside, and he says the House of Black accepts, and that's it. Like that, I loved this segment because it was really short. It didn't do anything out of excess. Gave you the exact right amount of everything you need. And now we're getting Malachi Black versus Dante Martin, which is a brilliant choice because yet again, Dante Martin getting in the ring with experienced wrestlers, gaining that experience because more younger talent being put over. Malachi Black, it's still another person he can beat. Dante Martin can lose and not lose anything. It's just. A really good choice. I love it. You know how, like, two years ago, the role here of Dante Martin was being played by, like, Jungle Boy? Mm. Where it was the really young guy who loses a lot of matches and, you know, is going to go up against the likes of Chris Jericho and and whoever, and he's going to get a bit of the rub from having been in the ring with that guy, but he's not going to win. It's not his time. And then uh, over time, that guy starts to win more matches, and now Jungle Boy has moved up the card, and now you've got a new young guy who's at the bottom of the card who's wrestling and still loses all his matches, but is having the matches with the upper echelon talent. Mm, This is how you do it, people. 
the young star from two years ago went from here to here, and now there's a new young star down here. And in two years, he'll be up here, and there'll be another guy down here. This is how you do it. I love it. I just love watching the evolution of this roster in real time. Mm. It's so exciting. Yeah. So, so, so good. They're building new stars all the time, and that's what I love. They're bringing in this older talent. They're getting all these big signings, but underneath all of that, yeah, they make all the headlines with all the big stuff with the Adam Coles, the Brian Dinosons, and the, and the CM Punks, and the Ruby Sohos, and all that stuff. Get all the big headlines. Hangman's back. Yeah, big headlines. Underneath all of that, though, there's all this work going on underneath the company to build new stars at the same time. In, a, in like, Tempest. In, like, three years. Let's say three years from now, AEW's roster is going to be unreal <laughs> how good it is. Because not only are they going to, obviously, build a ton of new stars, because that's what they do, they're going to protect all the ones they've got now, and they're probably going to get a few more signings, let's be real. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. This company. This company. <laughs> I can't wait. I genuinely can't wait. I, lo I, I love the show. I love the show. Um, Ricky Starks was in the ring after an ad break. Uh, calls out Brian Cage. Uh, and says he was gonna he was gonna uh, challenge him to a Philly street fight, but he didn't turn up to work. Out comes Brian Cage, uh, makes his return, beats up Starks a little bit, who runs away, and they're gonna have a Philly street fight on Rampage. Sounds solid. good. Yeah? yeah, this is the kind of match that I want to see on Rampage. You know, because mm. the last few times that they've done Team Taz matches on Dynamite, I haven't felt like it's had a ton of heat. Like when mm -hmm. Cage faced Hobbs uh, the week before All Out, I was just kind of like, meh, it's all right, but I'd like to see something else in this spot. But if you have that on Rampage in a one-hour show, I think this is a fine match to have in the middle of that card. And it's a street fight, so it's probably going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors and fun stuff in the middle. So, yeah, um, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Should be good. Um, I do worry that Starks is really getting over with the crowd as a baby face, which is, and he's a heel right now. I, I do worry because I think the crowd started doing it. They're going to start to boo Cage. Not because they don't necessarily like Cage, but because he's not Ricky Starks. Mm -hmm. which is very unfortunate for Cage if that does happen. But. Could be. It's tough. It's tough when you have a guy like Ricky Starks who's just so talented. You mm. know? You have a guy who's yeah. that talented, and he's going to get over one way or the other eventually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we then got, genuinely somehow on the show that had the amazing eight-man tag opener and the casino ladder match that featured the return of hangman adam page in the main event somehow this was one of my favorite things on the show because it was hikaru shida versus serena deeb i don't know how i didn't see this coming all right i d i don't know how i didn't see this coming because it was hikaru shida going for her 50th win in aew that was the build going into this match hikaru shida looking for her fifth the first woman to get 50 wins in aew that's awesome really cool it's gonna get serena deep so she's obviously gonna win they had the little uh like a little trophy made it ringside like this little like glass statue thing with like first female to win 50 matches hikaru shida and she was like hey trophy after i get my win can't wait looking back on it so obvious right but in this match, I was like, this is fun. I mean, it's a, it's a bit weird that they've made the trophy. I've even written it in my notes. It's a bit weird that they made the trophy because it kind of gives away who's going to win this match. But, you know, whatever. It's it's a nice moment for Shida. I'm sure it's going to be great. Really good match between these two. 
Really, really such amazing psychology with Serenity working over the knee constantly, loads of near falls, and then D blocks in the single leg Boston Crab and Sheeta taps, and the whole crowd go, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and then Deeb doubles down on this win, grabs the trophy and smashes it over Sheeta's head. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Serena Deeb is so good. Oh, this was brilliant. This was so, so good. This little turn, it was just the unexpected win combined with Deeb's like full out, well, he'll turn, I guess. Um, and just like doubling down with the, the trophy smash over the head. Oh, it was so good. Deeb, Deeb is so good. We've said it since like, I mean, we said it going into Double or Nothing, but I remember us on the Double or Nothing live reactions of her uh, match against, oh, who did she face? Riho. Uh, Double or Nothing. It was Riho, that's right, yeah. That match against Riho was absolutely fantastic. And us just being like, Deeb is so good. And now we're seeing more of Deeb being so good. It was, this was a perfect like shock result. Love this. Absolutely brilliant subversive booking. You know, because who would have guessed that this was going to happen going in, you know? And then I want to say probably about like maybe halfway through, maybe maybe a little bit past halfway, whenever uh, Serena Deeb hit the, the arms trapped, uh, it's like a styles clash basically, mm. but it's the arm trap. I forget what she calls it. But as soon as she hit that, I was like, Is Serena Deeb going to win this match? Is she going to win? She's getting a lot closer than I thought she was going to. And then they just kept going. And I was like, she's going to win this match. And you get to the end of the match and she wins. And I was like, wow, I was not expecting that, you know, because you still can get the big 50th win moment, possibly at, at full gear, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what they will choose to do with this. If it was my company, I would have the rematch be at full gear with, uh, with Sheeta winning. But Having done this, you put so much more heat onto Serena Deeb than you would have if if Sheeta had just won here. You know, it's getting the opportunity to have more people get over because you will still get Sheeta over when she wins that match. But now two people are over, and two people is more people than one people. Yep. Quick I, maths. I, I said it, man. It's for you. Like both of them were more over. And when they went into this match, it's a perfect match. That's, yeah. What more can you ask for coming out of this? Oh, it's great. Love this so much. So much better than I anticipated going into it. This was wonderful stuff. Really enjoyed it. Um, Darby Allen backstage. God, we're going to overrun on the show. Darby Allen backstage. To be fair, not much left. Darby Allen backstage gets assaulted by who are these people in the mask that aren't the pinnacle? It was the pinnacle. Uh, and they, they hijacked the camera, which I enjoyed because it made sense why the cameraman was still kind of filming because they hijacked the camera, beat up uh, Darby Allen and like took a bunch of like ratings backstage. Wardlow did an F10 onto, onto the ratings, which looked rough. Um, MJF came in with a skateboard. They beat him up some more and, and walked off. Um, and they were obviously wearing masks, so no one knows who they are, but the commentary were like, well, it's obviously the pinnacle. This is exactly what MGF would do. That's obviously Wardlow that just hit the F10. This is absolutely the pinnacle. So I wrote initially, I was like, so what was the point in the masks if it's obviously the pinnacle? I get the feeling this is going to lead to, because because it's AEW, I have faith in their storytelling. I get the feeling this is probably going to lead to MJF like denying that it's going to be him. I don't know where that will lead to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be worth that. 
but I get I I feel like that's the next beat in this story anyway. Where it goes from there, I don't know, but uh, I thought this was still good. The beatdown was great. It was great. Sorry, but um, yeah, I'm just not a hundred percent sold on the masks yet. Yeah, I said the same thing on on Twitter last night. Just kind of being like, I don't know what the point of the masks were, and I had a lot of people saying like, oh, it's plausible deniability. MJF's gonna say like, oh, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. The only problem I have with that is I don't think that that's something that MJF would do mm. necessarily. Like from what we've seen thus far, the Pinnacle has had no problem beating up people in mass. Yeah. You know, they beat up Dean Malenko, they beat up uh, just loads of people. That's what they do. They're a heel faction mm -hmm. that gangs up on people and beats them up and leaves them for dead backstage. I don't know why they would do this and i'm sure we'll get a reason i'm sure we'll get a promo explanation but having just seen this i'm just like hmm i don't know don't really yeah. buy it you know and and i don't want it to lead to them being like well it wasn't us wasn't us wasn't us and then they have the like it was us the whole time and we go yeah we 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 know like yeah i i, I hope it's not gonna lead to that reveal because i feel like that'd be very anticlimactic and weird um but yeah We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it was still a fun beatdown anyway. Darby Allen got murked. It was great. Uh, we got confirmation that on Rampage this week, we've got Punk versus Garcia. We've got Jade Cargo versus Sky Blue. Love Sky we've got Blue. Ricky, Ricky Starks versus uh, Brian Cage in a Philly street fight. And we've got the Lucha Bros versus The Acclaimed. <laughs> so many thumbs up. I love it. Um... And we got Leo Rush backstage in a promo saying he's a big fan of Dante Martin and he might be hurting physically right now, but I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. And, you know, I just want to take you up to the next level. So I'm going to have my people call your people and we'll see what we can do. Okay. Neat. Yeah, I'll see what happens. Yeah. Leo, Leo Rush Leo Rush attached to Top Flight. I don't hate that. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Bunch of high-flying dudes all together. Yeah. I'll Neat. take it. Yeah, uh, and then Britt Baker backstage says that uh, people can start going for the TBS championship. It's great the TBS championship's coming in because everyone can start fighting over that and stop obsessing over me at the top. Cool. Let's have Jamie Hader win. That'd be nice. All the belts, all the all belts, belts in one act. All the belts. Um, and then we have the main event casino ladder match that we've already spoken about, which is a brilliant way to end this show. Easy five out of five show. What a friggin' episode. Like, the complaints, big air quotes for podcast listeners, that I have about this show are not complaints. This is almost a perfect show. It does not get much better than this for a, a weekly TV episode. Oh my god, what an episode of AEW. Easy five out of five for me. Yeah, I can't really can't really argue that, you know, when you get a, a ladder match like this, an opening tag like that, and a Sheeta versus Deeb match on all all on the same show, mm -hmm. it's it's very difficult to uh to not have this be five out of five. And it looks like our community tab agrees. They certainly do. I don't have a screenshot, but I'll just tell you what it is because seventy percent of people voted for the show to be a five out of five show. <sighs> 21% voted for a 4 out of 5 show. 
6% with a 3 out of 5. And then the troll votes 3% out of 1 out of 5 and a 1% out of 2 out of 5 because you can't rate the show a 1 out I'm sorry, but you can't rate the show a 1 out of 5. That's just not possible. Um, as, as subjective as things are and as impossible to say anything is objective in wrestling, the show is objectively not a 1 out of 5. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not a 1 out of 5 show. It's just, it's just not. Um, so yeah, I thought this was a... a brilliant episode enjoyed myself so so much watching it i mean i've been smiling the whole way through i can't wait for more hangman There's so many things that itself i'm excited about one episode of tv what a company oh what a great show oh my god Well, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats deal, we need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. If you've not been to our Patreon page yet, you really should because right now the vote is going on for WrestleTalk Extra for October. So you get to choose what show that Luke and Ollie will be reviewing for a Stalk Extra this month. The plan is still to have Luke and Ollie do it, even though Luke is still on paternity leave till the end of the month or like the last week of the month or so. Um, with he's still gonna do it in theory. Uh, it's gonna be pushed for time, but we're gonna try and make it work. So we're still having a Luke and Ollie Wrestle Talk Extra. Uh, currently the leader in the poll is TNA Bound for Glory 2007, featuring the Reverse Battle Royal. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, what a show! Uh, so yeah, if you don't want them to review that, go cast your vote. Or if you really want them to review that, go cast your vote. So they really have to review that. So there you go. Um, go check that out uh, because, yeah, the vote is going on right now. And if you pledge at the $25 or above T, you get your own wrestling, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. Thank you to Par for the Course, Zarjeth. Woo! Woo! Thank you. The Cyclone, Brandon Sires. Yeah. Thank you. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic, Mr. Good Old Fox. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you very much. He's a sexy man. Sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Gross, Gross man. man. Yeah. Thank you. He's no jackass, Dan O. <laughs> thank you. Will, always mark out for Rolly Landrum. What a terrible yeah. choice. Mark out for me instead. Thank you. The roller coaster, Robert Acosta. Yeah. The roller coaster, Robert Acosta. Come on, man. Uh, the vision, Adonis. Yeah. Thank you. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Yeah. Thank you. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Yeah. Thank you. And Ryan B. Bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Ryan B. Bad, and thank you all of our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. King Winter says, uh, first time chatter. Hello. Uh, I'm going to the Indianapolis Dynamite, which is the go-home show to full gear. 
If you guys rock, paper, scissors, best two of three, I'll let the winner pick my sign that I bring. Cowboy S-word made me so happy. Glad to see y'all are happy. All right, let's rock, paper, scissors this right now, Tempest. Two or three. So we're going to go on three. So it's one, two, and then go. All right? Okay. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Yep. One, two, three. That's me. Okay. That's one to yep. you. All right. Yep. Yep. One. One. <laughs> the timing is so hard <laughs> to do. You, you count this one. You count this one. All right. One, two, three. That's two to you. Got down. That's two to me. Let's go. Right. You get to pick the sign. Pick the sign that I, they bring to the show. I, I will do that. I will do that. Do I have to do it right now? Right now. Right now, Timus. Right, right now. now. Right now. Oh, God. You make I mean, me I be creative a, on the I spot. I can think of a certain sign that they might bring, you know? Yeah. Something that might be really cool for them to do. Yeah. 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 They they could do that, and they, they mm -hmm. chatted into this particular show, which means they're mm -hmm. clearly LIW fans. Right. So if you, if you decide to put liw for life on a sign and bring it to an aew show that'd be pretty rad that would be pretty sweet also pretty take sweet. a picture of it and tweet us at pequenel at tempest wt on twitter when you do make that sign and i will really enjoy it uh that would be sweet thank <laughs> you so much king winter js wooten says uh here's the two best reasons to watch wrestle talk also, I'm glad you got to do this today because you deserve and have earned reviewing a great show with some really good pacing. Don't even get me started on the pacing. It was <laughs> so good on this show. It was so good on this show. Do you know how happy it made me to see ad breaks where they should be? Do you know how happy it made me to see an ad break? There, there wasn't an ad break in the first 20 minutes of the show. So we got a whole match. The whole opening eight-man tag was uninterrupted by ad breaks. Yes, <laughs> please do more of it. Made me so happy. Cowboy S word, gentlemen. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Kevin May says, what a show. Last week I said it might be Hangman and then Brian and Kenny could just continue their who's best feud. I'm so happy. It also makes me very happy to see both of you almost unable to not smile. Also a new women's belt, finally. I agree with all of that. Yes. Yeah, I, I've gotten to review this show every week for about a month now, but Pete doesn't. Pete doesn't right. get to review good shows. <sighs> so good. Uh, Vont Knight says, could Adam Page versus CM Punk at Revolution be the direction? So glad to see Tempest and Pete genuinely smile for a whole wrestling review. Punish Ollie by making him review NXT next week. L-I-W for life. I might do that. We'll see. It's a good suggestion. Um, also, Adam Page versus CM Punk at Revolution. I would not hate that if Page beats Punk. Like, Punk losing against in a world title match, I don't think is going to hurt him that much. Like, Punk's not there, I think, to become world champion. I wouldn't, I would not be mad if CM Punk never became AEW world champion. Yeah. I think that's fine. And right now, honest, obviously you can't have him lose every week or anything, no, nor should you. But I think of the guys that they have, I think CM Punk is fairly bulletproof. Where if he goes in there and has a big match against Hangman Page and loses, I don't think that hurts him at all. No, nah, totally not. And that would be an awesome match, I hope, as well. Uh, PJ Bogle says, Hey there, LIW. I was at the show last night in Philly, and it was simply amazing. The pop for Hangman was insane, and we all lost it like Pete for the Deadeye off the ladder. Eight-man tag was also great. Best wrestling show I've ever been to. Have a nice day. I'm very jealous you got to go to that show. So much fun. 
Love it. So many people's best wrestling show they've ever been to has become an AEW show as of late. Crazy. That. Certainly the case for me. I don't think yeah. anything's beaten all out anytime soon. God, no. Uh, Nate S says, love seeing Pete and Tempest being happy boys. Great show. I love this company. Hangman is back. Let's effing go! With exclamation marks. Love it. Uh, do you want to tell... Oh my god, we have so many Ultra Chats. Do you want to take over for a few, Tempest? <laughs> sure. And just scroll down and see how many we had. Anthony Velasquez says, top to bottom, perfect show. Easily a 5 out of 5. Also, who do you think will be the first woman to hold the TBS championship? Personally, I think Jade Cargo will probably be the choice. We've kind of gone over that already. There's a lot of people that you could do. I think it will mm -hmm. be Jade Cargill, but Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, even someone like uh, maybe Riho would be a fun mm -hmm. choice. Yeah, Lots of possibilities. The proper answer is definitely Maki Ito, though. Need Maki right. Ito back. Female <laughs> Shark says, also, R.I.P. Dante. He was only 20 years old. <laughs> Poor Dante. He's not dead yet, but he will be. Yeah. Uh, Colostopia says, Pimp Anderson slapping that probably B-word, code yep. Cody. Hangman so over. They, yeah, probably. They booed Moxley. L.I.W. for life. P.S. Need a montage of uh, Ollie being your butler. Maybe. Maybe see what we can do. We'll get that. Uh, Farts McCool says <laughs> Arn Anderson versus Cody Rhodes in a cinematic match based on a cross between single white female and falling down. Too much for you. Farts McCool has just really got me. It's just a yep. great name. I, I don't know. Just hit me. It's great. Oh man. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. NS Ogre says, Happy Pete is great. I really can't wait for you to see AEW live. I have never experienced that many people hyped together. As soon as AEW comes to the UK, I am all over it. All over it. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Soltis says, Morning, guys. I was there at the show live last night, and it was awesome. Everyone drowned out Dan Lambert because those STFU chants were deafening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sure sounded like it on TV. It mm -hmm. really did. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. 69 Intangible Sadie Deegan says, What's up, beautiful boys? Happy to see y'all. So happy to review a show. My boy Bobby Fish had a great showing last night, and I'm beyond over the moon that he signed with AEW. Just give Jade the TBS title already. Also, yas, my cowboy has come home. Yes. Cowboys. Love my cowboy. Will Campbell says, hi guys, I love the Elite, and the first match was amazing, but not but only because WWE overdoes it so much, I'm growing a little weary of the distractions and interference. Adam Cole has been there a month and is already punching as many balls as heel Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's true, and that has been the Elite shtick for ages. Uh, I don't know, I don't mind it as much. For that, I can't tell you exactly why. I just don't because I'm biased against AEW. Because I'm paid by AEW, I'm just biased against the against WWE. I just I just like AEW too much. God, I'm sorry for liking a company that puts on good wrestling. I'm more forgiving to overlook their minor flaws. Goodness me. Word. Yeah. Uh, Biggie Spell Two says Sheeta versus Deeb was my favorite match of the show. Although the crowd seemed a little dead. Deeb obviously goes up from here, but do you think AEW can kick off a storyline with Sheeta where she struggles to get that 50th win, leading to a really big one? I think yep. that's entirely possible. I think the 50th win could come at full gear, which is only like a month away, and I don't think that's too long to put off having someone win one match. 
Totally, because you don't need to have a wrestler uh, every week either. It can be setting up a match. To, it could be people that maybe like don't want a wrestler or something. You can have her in backstage and be like, right, I need to get this match. Put me in a match. I'll take anyone. Just give me matches fine. And they could have her go against, I don't know, have her have a match against Jamie Hayter. And you have Rebel and Britt Baker interfering. She loses. You know, yeah. that is a good a good example of interference working because Jamie Hayter gets a win and it's just another loss for Sheeta. Oh my God, those heels did not let Sheeta get a 50th win. I think an interference finish for that match would really work for that story. Agreed. Agreed. Ryan Udante says, can we all appreciate the growth of Dark Order? Joke weak tag team to one of the most beloved groups in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah their, their growth over the last two years has been astounding. Absolutely yeah. astounding. Turning uh, point Ryan, Brody Lee, hundred percent. Yeah, coming of into course. the company, hundred percent was a turning point. Absolutely. R.I.P. to the great Brody Lee. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan F says, "I really enjoyed this episode of Dynamite. The only thing I didn't like was Danielson doing a diving headbutt. It made me cringe a bit because of his history with injuries. Other than that, five out of five. Oh, and one more thing, cowboy S word. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like anyone doing the diving headbutt. Just don't. Just don't do the move. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah." Don't need to do it. Uh, the cleaner, Kenny Shaw, says, As a native Philadelphian, the crowd last night was insane. So proud of my city and wish I could have been there. That Dan Lambert, Chris Jericho promo legit made me turn the volume on my TV up so I could hear what they were saying. <laughs> Regarding Cody, can you see him doing a better version of the John Cena babyface in WWE where the company positions him as a face, but everyone knows he's a heel? I trust, w- I trust AEW to tell that story a lot better than WWE. I could totally see, yeah. Cody is convinced that he's a babyface, but everyone knows that he's a heel. Could be a very fun story. Could totally work for this scenario, yeah. yes. If they just play around with that concept, there's a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. they can do. Um, yeah. WWE never did never did that. They never played with oh. that with that idea. <laughs> uh, Nate S. says, Lambert said he's the baddest bodyguard on the planet in, in Masvidal. Uh, so surely Jericho will bring back the baddest man in Mike Tyson to be in his corner. That's an interesting idea. Maybe like that's that. where it's building. Also, I had a good li- a good laugh when Arn smacked the hell out of Cody. I think we all did. It's great. That segment Love was it. great. Uh, Lakshmi Narasimhan B says, if, meh, when Punk's, Punk turns heel, he should form a refreshed straight-edge society-like unit, reuniting with Serena and Gallows and a couple others, culminates in a feud with Darby, which would be interesting since Darby is also straight-edge. Also, need Punk versus MJF. I don't particularly need Punk to go backwards. No. With things. I want to see him doing new things. But Agreed. I would love for there to be a reunion of him, Serena, and Gallows for like a one-off like, hey, isn't this yeah. cool? Yeah. And then move on kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, I don't need it to be like a weekly thing. Uh, Danny G says, it's odd watching you two talk about AEW building, sp- building stars. If I don't... I don't know if you've been on the Twitter, but from what I understand, AEW can't make new stars, and it's just AEW, it's just ex WWE guys. Ah, to be so attached to one company to the point where you just miss out on this. Crazy, absolutely wild. insane. Yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, Christian Black says, "Thank you guys for all for all that you do. If it's already been said, apologies, but I think this TBS championship uh, could be won by Thunder Rosa, leading to Rosa versus Baker title versus title next year." interesting i don't really see much of a benefit of doing a title versus title match you know i don't think any of these champions should be losing matches they don't need to lose but 100 agreed yeah 
Uh, Projection 2K says, I think the reason for the mass was to get Darby's head and uh, reimagine the moment of his fatal accident because the whole rivalry is built upon mental mind games. I don't see the correlation between guys in mass and a drunk driving situation, personally. Me neither. No. I mean, we'll see, but I, I don't see the correlation. Uh, some stupid punk says this show was effing amazing. I absolutely loved the part. I loved every part of it, including the pure logic of four mere men not being able to lift a dinosaur. <laughs> it makes sense. Also, poor sweet baby boy Dante Martin. I audibly cried out loud when the lights went out. Hashtag RIP. Poor yeah. boy. He effed up. Sweet baby boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Abortion reborn. What a name. Yeah. Uh, remember pre AEW when people were worried Omega and the Bucks wouldn't translate translate well to weekly TV? Yeah, those people were fools. Crazy. <clears throat> uh, James Handley says Dave and Sheeta was fantastic. I was shocked when Sheeta lost. <laughs> mark, and it's awesome when she- that's written there. I'm not calling you a mark. Yeah, and yeah it's yeah. awesome when Sheeta gets big crowd reactions since almost her entire reign was during the pandemic. I think it's going to be Jade versus Soho in the TBS finals. Rosa to dethrone DMD. I agree I like with that. all of that. Yeah, Everything you said there, I think, is is right on the money. Mm-hmm. And Abortion Reborn is back, saying, where I would take Miro's character. Berserker Miro, destroy everyone Fiend-style, no selling, then have Black beat him with the biggest heel shenanigans, to Repenter Miro, self-flagellating I am not worthy Miro, and three anti-Miro. I think that was just a pun. Yeah. Uh... I really like the first one. I think is the obvious choice to go. Miro's mad; he lost the title and goes nuts and kills everyone. I feel like that's the obvious choice that a lot of people would see. I really like self-flagellating. I'm not worthy, Miro, to be God's favorite champion anymore. I really, I'm. I think I'm really into that idea. I'm so curious to see where that would go. And someone has to come rescue him from the depths of his own self-loathing to come back and be a dominant force again. I, I don't know which of those I prefer. Yeah, it's fun. Do them all. Do them all in yes. order. Yes. Have it be a big old character arc. Mm. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, the legit underboss says, "Forgot to mention, I love that Hangman's lower third said finally showed up to work." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hangman's lower funny. thirds. They're they're all so fun. Like great. And I believe man. this came in after this chat, but we do them in the wrong order. But the legit mm-hmm. underboss also says, "Pete." Uh, you said you wish you could review AEW all the time, but that's Ollie's job. It's not like you can order order him to give it to you or something. Yes, I can. T- I can totally do that. He is my manservant. I have full control of him. So yes, I will get right on that, and nothing else will get in the way of that. Like him also being my boss, that won't get in the way <laughs> of that at all. Of course not. <laughs> Uh, the legit underboss also says, man, servant task, tell Ollie you want to know what happens when you eat a whole onion like an apple. Ugh. I, I, I've, got a, I've got a friend who, who got uh, COVID recently, and uh, he did that just on like Instagram. He was just like, I can't taste anything, and just ate an onion. <laughs> it's a good test, I guess, to see if your taste buds are still working. Yeah, he's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit nuts. Shout out to yeah. you, balls. Uh, and James Handley says, what have you LIW bastard done with Luke and Ollie? Luke had a baby. I'm not buying it. Ollie's on holiday. All BS. 
I say, where are they? Tell me, you heartless bastards. Off topic. Great episode of Dynamite. Paige needs the, to win the belt ASAP. Jam that jam. And finally, the new member, Lakshmi Narasimhan B. Woo! Thank you very much for becoming a member. If you are a member, you get to watch our uh, exclusive the video versions anyway, of our podcast intros and outros, which will be up like right after this stream is finished. Uh, me and Tempest chat about Pokemon for a while. So if you want, if you want yeah. to be interested in that, talk about some Pokemon stuff. It's fun. Uh, go watch those if you become a member and you get the emotes and stuff. But that is it for the Ultra Chats for the show. That is, oh man, what a show. What, what, what a show. I want, I want to come back and do this next week, Tempest. I won't be able to, but I want to. Um, can we do a three-person review? Can I just join? For, for uh, you might be able to do week. it next week. I'm off next week. So <gasps> oh, maybe you that can fill in. Next week. Do I get to review AEW again? <laughs> oh my god. I can't wait. I actually got a couple emails today, Tempest. Talking Ooh, about we some love stuff. emails. And when I say talking about some stuff, it's just talking about Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Thumbs up. Let's go. Gotta catch them all. Got it. I've got one here from Brandon that says, Hello, LIW. I'm coming at you with another Pokemon question. Which region would you like to most live in? I've always had a huge love for the Hoenn region, so I'll probably go with that. By the way, <laughs> it's my birthday today, the 7th of October. Hashtag stay tranquilo. Happy birthday, Brandon. And thank Happy you for birthday. the email. Birthday yeah. is very close to my birthday. How about mm, that? So it is. Um, yeah, what region would you, what Pokemon region would you most like to live in? Hoenn's an interesting choice because I, a choice because I would say seven point eight out of ten. Too much water. Too much water. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, see, it's it's difficult because Johto's always been like my favorite region, but yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with like some place that I would like to live. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't know because I feel like most of the regions have like a decent amount of different geography. Like if you want to go and mm-hmm. live in the snow, there's a snow town. If you want to live at the beach, there's a beach town. You Apart know, from Kanto, Kanto's yeah, just like there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some islands most of the cities. Yeah, there's a bunch of of cities in in jo- in Kanto that are all kind of the mm. same. Yeah. So otherwise, like maybe that one, maybe Sinnoh. Sinnoh's yeah. kind of the same way. Lots of different. That's a variety. Mm-hmm. Probably one of those two. Yeah. Just trying to think where else. I really like Gala. Actually, I think. Yeah, because it's England. <laughs> it's basically England, right? <laughs> but but also because one, it's got the wild area in it. That's fun. And also you get a bunch of Pokemon stadiums where you have really cool battles going on. You can just go and watch really cool gym Pokemon battles and stuff, and everyone gets really into it and starts chatting and stuff. That sounds like fun. So I'd probably Gala. That sounds fun. Yeah, why not? Why not Gala? Okay, British man. Stay in the British region. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe they just made that to appeal to me. Maybe it's got names like whatever it's called, Postwick? Is that the name of the thing? And I'm like, it sounds very British. I like it. It's like the, the starting place. I was like, this sounds so British. I love it. Yeah, um, when can I get my Canadian region? It's huge <laughs> and there's nothing in it. <laughs> that's the whole game. That, that's that's Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's just running yeah. around nothing for ages. 
It's perfect. Um, thank you for the email, Brandon. We got another one here from Itamar that says, uh, "Hello, LIW boys. I've been wondering, did any of you guys ever do a Nuzlocke challenge? And if you do, what's your favorite thing about Nuzlocke?s Personally, I like falling in love with Pokemon you don't usually use. For example, I was in need of a Poison type, but the only one I got was Trubbish. So he got promoted from being with the rest of the rejects to the party, and he helped me so much. I, I, hmm." I now just love Trubbish and Garboda in general. I named him My Life because garbage, but it turns out to be something that if you give him an actual chance to prove himself, he turns out to be something very... Mm, turns out to be something... Very. There's an extra very in there, and I don't know why. He <laughs> turns out to be something. Kind of a nice metaphor when you think about it. Sorry if it was a bit long, but I hope it will give you a nice conversation. Have a great day. Thank you for the email. It's Mark. I feel like I haven't really gone all the way through with a Nuzlocke, mm -hmm. you know? It just hasn't yeah. been something that uh, has, like, super appealed to me, because a lot of the time, like, you you have to spend time really training up particular mm -hmm. Pokemon and really yeah. grinding early in the game. I've done stupid challenges like that before. Like, I did mm -hmm. the Professor Oak challenge one time, you Which know, where... Uh, I did it in Pokemon Red, where before you move on to another route, you have to capture and fully evolve every Pokemon in every route. Oh my god! <laughs> Ugh, no. Yeah, it it took a while. Yeah. It was like I I had to choose Bulbasaur because uh, Ivysaur evolves into Venusaur four levels before the other starters. So yep. I was like, oh, those four levels are gonna save me so much time. So much did. time for the first route. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, because you're trying to evolve a level 30-something Pokemon, and you're facing level 2, 3, and 4 Pokemon, getting like so 7 battles. experience out of each so one. Battles. Oh, it oh. took a long time, but as soon as you make it through like a decent portion of the game, you can kind of like fire off and get a lot of the, the later Pokemon, because most of them will then evolve fairly quickly, but mm -hmm. that's about as close as I've come to doing something like that. I just never really seen the appeal very much of of Nuzlocke challenges and whatnot. That's fair. Um, I've done a, a couple Nuzlocke. I don't know if I've ever made it all the way through because I generally get kind of bored. Um, but I actually the first series I ever uploaded to my old Pokemon YouTube channel was a Pokemon Emerald Nuzlocke, um, a randomizer Nuzlocke, uh, and I believe I started with oh no, this is memory. This is going back to twenty fourteen. Um, I think I started with a. Battle toy was what I got randomized for my for my starter, I think. Um, something like that. And I made it to like the fourth gym, I want to say, before I, I, I died. All my Pokemon died, and I was like, well, guess that's that then. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was fun. Uh, I, I think I caught a Blastoise <laughs> in like the first route or something. Because it was randomized, like I had everything appearing all the time. Uh, and yeah, got, got a Blastoise in the first one. I think doing a Nuzlocke would be better in the later games when you have the EXP share on for like yeah. the later games because it's so easy to level up later on. It's probably be more fun in that. Maybe I'll give a Nuzlocke a go for like Sword and Shield or something because that seems half decent. Um, yes, I do. I do enjoy Nuzlocke, and I've seen, I've watched several people play a lot of Nuzlocke's. Um, and I, I, I understand the appeal of it, but I just get a bit bored myself. I always, I have taken though the fact that you have to nickname every Pokemon. I do do that now all the time. Whenever I'm doing yeah. Let's Plays and stuff, always have to just just gotta nickname everything. You got you gotta have that that emotional connection. And also, I do just like doing puns because you know, of course, 
fun. Yeah. yeah. The last time that I played through Pokemon, which is not not very long ago, I made sure to give all of my Pokemon pun names. Give them like I would fit a real life human name into their Pokemon name somehow. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Played through but, uh Heart Gold recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you do well at the Pokeathlon? That's important. No, see I like Best I play uh I know. That's part of the game. Don't at me. <laughs> I know. I know. I because I play most of uh these games now on, on emulators just for the sake mm-hmm. of not, you know. Sure. I have all the games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's within my right. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's difficult to do stuff like that on an emulator, and also mm. the the version of of Heart Gold I have is not very reliable. Every so often, the top screen of it will just kind of go black, and I have nice. to save the game, exit it, restart it, and then it'll mm-hmm. be fine. But I'm like, God yeah. damn it, not again. <laughs> So the Pokeathlon a lot of the time is kind of out of the question. That's unfortunate. Best part of the game. What an inclusion in the game. Makes the remake so much better. Love that thing. Um, oh, I was going to say something else. I did, funnily enough, I, I made my own version of a Nuzlocke for my old YouTube channel. Uh, didn't get very far into it whew, uh, because uh, the game like corrupted and whatever, and I lost a whole bunch of progress, and I was like, I'm not doing all of that again i'm just gonna stop the series um but it was based off the name that i had for the channel which i don't want to say because that's <laughs> still public um but it was called the the something lock like it was based off my name and the three letters that came before it of part of the name uh people had to send me uh pokemon eggs with uh, Pokemon that only started with those three letters. Those were the only Pokemon I could use. So I'd go and I'd catch a wild Pokemon, swap it for an egg that I'd have in the PC box, and then hatch that immediately. And I'd get that Pokemon that had to start with the one of three letters. And people would send them in with like various like held items and you know stuff like that. It was it was really fun. It was a really cool yeah, idea. So, you know, it didn't it didn't go anywhere because yeah, my game <laughs> lost all the progress. But that was it was fun while it lasted. Um and I got some very interesting Pokemon out of it, which was enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I, I I do miss playing the Pokemans sometimes, but I generally find that I just prefer playing other things these days. Mm. I don't know. just takes a fair bit of time, and I'm getting into my Stardew. You know, I like to play Hades, you know? And that's if I have time to play stuff, because the rest of the time I'm playing D&D. <laughs> <laughs> what a life you lead. I know. Also, God forbid I mention D and D because then people will call me out on Twitter for liking D and D. Who'd have thunk it? You know what a nerd! What, ah. what a nerd! Oh, I'd stop being a nerd and playing D and D now. Review WWE. Wait, what? <laughs> 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 That's more nerdy than D and D. God. Uh, you know what's uh, maybe not nerdy as D and D? AEW mm. instead. Oh, oh, that's. Let's that's talk about that. that. Let's talk about that because we need to go uh, live. What do you mean? We've already reviewed the show, Tempest. What? Uh, continuity. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Send in your emails, by the way, to support at WrestleTalk.com, and we'll see them, and we might read them out on the show. That'd be really cool. Um, so, yeah, send them in, and we'll read them out. Thank you for listening, everyone. We're going to get out of here now. Stay tuned. We've got another podcast tomorrow with Adam and Denise, uh, and then we're going to have me and Tempest back again. LIW coming back for another review of SmackDown and Rampage on Saturday as well. 
We love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.